Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we bring in special guest Kevin Galuli from the Don't Make Me Pull This Flying Elephant Over podcast to talk about how to get those hard-to-get dining reservations. Find old episodes of the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere you love to listen to podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Connect with the podcast by liking our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, following us on Twitter at WDWDeciphered, or emailing us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And today for this episode, we have a special guest. He is one of the co-hosts of the Don't Make Me Pull This Flying Elephant Over podcast and also writes at TravelingDad.com. Kevin Galuli, welcome to the podcast, and we're honored to have you here today. The, the honor is definitely all mine, and I appreciate the invite. I'm very happy to be here. So before we get into our main topic, I do want to give you a chance to just talk a little bit about your podcast, Don't Make Me Pull This Flying Elephant Over. While it is a mouthful, it's an excellent name for a podcast. And just you know, in 30 seconds or a minute, tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about. As you might be able to tell from the the name of the podcast, it's a, obviously a Disney-centered podcast. Ostensibly, it's for dads and families who are going to make a trip to one of the Disney parks. Them make it a little bit easier, kind of like what Joe and Leslie do on this podcast, but a longer format. You know, we've been doing it for about a year and change now, and it's it's a lot of fun. We we enjoy doing it. We like, and, and one of the things I like most in in the world is helping people with their Disney vacation. So it's kind of an outlet for that. Yeah. So speaking both for Leslie and myself, we both really enjoy the podcast. And, you know, I'm not embarrassed to admit, I would say that Kevin has been to Disney parks all around the world over 20 times. You know, he knows his stuff. Um, so, you know, I definitely think you should um, give that podcast a listen. And just to let our listeners get to know you just a little bit more, Kevin, why don't you tell us when you go to Walt Disney World in Orlando, what's the one thing that you always have to do? Like kind of what defines your Disney World vacation? Ooh, that's a tough one. Most recently, I'd say I have to get a Dole Whip. That's the one thing I, I have to do when I go down there. Uh, there have been other things that I've had over the course of the years that I've done instead. Like for a while, it was I had to get a Ghirardelli Sunday. Uh, sometimes I try and do that too. But I'd say the, the Dole Whip is the one thing that I almost always have to do when I go down there. And I'd say as far as attractions are concerned, that if I don't ride Pirates of the Caribbean while I'm down there, I just feel like something is missing. Okay, the million dollar question, Kevin. Dole Whip with rum or without rum? I have to admit that I haven't had what I would call a quality Dole Whip with rum. And what I mean by that is my wife and I went down for the Food and Wine Festival about, I want to say it was maybe a year, year, a year and a half ago. And they had Dole Whip at Epcot. And it was at that concession stand that's right on the edge of the World Showcase as you're walking across from Future World. And they had Dole Whip and they had the rum in it. But the Dole Whip wasn't really Dole Whippy. It was more frozen. So it, it didn't really, I, th- I don't think I got the full effect of the rum and the Dole Whip. So I, I, I'd like to reserve judgment until I get a better example. Okay, next trip. There's one in Animal Kingdom. So I think you'll have to try that next time. Yeah, you got to do it. There's Dole Whip in Animal Kingdom? Yeah, it's right outside of uh, Africa, the entrance to Africa. Oh. Tapu, I, Tapu oh. I think it's called. Oh, I'll have to go check it out. Check it out. I do like the drinks at the. I, I can't remember the 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 one in Pandora. Pangu Pangu is that what it's called? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And sorry, Tapu Tapu is 
Volcano Bay's like uh, fast pass system. So forgive oh. me, Universal. <laughs> you, you you crossed the streams, Joe. Yeah, I crossed the streams. It's Tamu Tamu. Okay, two letters away. I missed by two letters. All right, so we are here to uh, follow up on our dining episode. You know, we talked about just kind of dining reservations in general, and you know, we talked about how you can make dining reservations 180 days out. Now, the fact of the matter is, there are some dining reservations that are pretty hard to get at Walt Disney World. So, you know, Kevin, we brought you on today to talk about some strategies that people can use to get those tough to get reservations. Before we get to those strategies, really quickly, uh, Leslie, let's start with you. You know, what is one place that you're always trying to get reservations at at Walt Disney World that you find it difficult to get a reservation at? I'm always looking for Chef Mickey's since I have uh, young young kids, but I'm never planning far enough in advance for that. But we're not huge dining gurus, so it's not the end of the world for me if we don't get the primo reservation. But in terms of the hard-to-get reservations that I have gotten and have enjoyed, California Grill tops the list for me. Maybe that's because I'm, I live in California, so maybe I'm biased. You just call it grill. Kevin, what hard-to-get reservation do you always find yourself looking for before Disney vacation? Oh, that's a good choice or a good question. Uh, what I would say is that most often I look for ones that I haven't experienced before, and that's the tough ones I try to go after. The list continues to get smaller and smaller as I make more trips there, but that's for me that I try and find places that I've never gotten a chance to go to, and that's those are the tough reservations I, I chase. Nice. And for me personally, you know, I think Via Napoli in Italy in the World Showcase good pizza. It's cheap because it's, or it's cheaper than most Disney dining, especially sit down restaurants, table service restaurants, because you can split pizzas and share between people, but it's always super crowded. I've always found that I've been able to get a reservation, but it's always kind of like, it's tough. Like it takes some work to get those reservations. So Kevin, why don't you give us, what's your kind of top tip? And we'll go through three of these. You know, what's, what's the first thing you would say, if people are trying to get hard to get dining reservations, what would you recommend people do? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, what I will say is that if you're a party of one, it's not hard to get into Via Napoli. <laughs> I, when, when I was down for just after we finished the Pandora trip back last year, I was walking Epcot the day after we kind of got dismissed from that. And I walked right into Via Napoli, even though it was a total circus. So party one works very well. But as far as uh, what you asked about, which is the recommendations, um, first of all, there, there's three things I would recommend in terms of when you're planning your Disney dining experiences. One is you should really do your research as far in advance as possible. Find out what your party is interested in experiencing, look into the restaurants, see which ones are attractive to you. They've maybe have the menus that you like or the experiences, the atmosphere that you like, because as much as the food is part of your experience at a Disney restaurant, the atmosphere and the ambiance and the decor is, is almost just as, if not more important when it comes to Disney restaurants, uh, as far as, you know, the, the, the entire experience. So definitely you should figure that out way, way, way in advance and, and take advantage of, uh, what Joe and Leslie recommended, which I, I completely endorse, which is making sure you know exactly when 180 days out from your Disney vacation is and get on there and get online and try and get the reservation as soon as possible when, when the window is open. I, th I think that's great advice. You know, do your research on the kind of dining experiences that you want to prioritize for your trip. So do you have, do you have resources that you like to go to when you're trying to kind of do your research on dining places in Disney? Well, the, the, the Disney, the Walt Disney World, or, or for that matter, the Disneyland Paris or, or 
Disneyland Resort in California. The, the websites for those are continuing to get more and more user-friendly as well as uh, chock full of information in terms of the, the various menus and prices and experiences. So I would certainly recommend using that. One of the other things is go-to for me year after year. In fact, uh, I've used it for the past 20 years is a book you can get on Amazon. I forget the name of the author. It's called The Unofficial Guide to Walt Disney World. It's usually a white cover. They have a new one that comes out every year. And uh, the the people who produced that book- That's Len Testa and his people. But yeah, tell us about the book. The book has exhaustive reviews, recommendations, uh, descriptions of all the restaurants available in Walt Disney World, as well as those off-site and also recommendations in terms of you know families and how old the children should be and that type of thing. They also run a website called Grandplans.com. Uh, thank you, thank you. I knew you'd know it, Joe. Uh, and one of the things you can do on that website, which I was also going to recommend here in a minute, they have a, a uh, an app. I don't know if you'd call it that. It's not an app on your cell phone like your your smartphone, but on their on their site, it's more like a function. Uh, it's kind of hard to find. But if you dig down in their dining area, you can find it. And it is free of charge because Disney otherwise wouldn't let them in to, to the uh, system otherwise. And what it does is it allows you to pick two restaurants and a time and a date. And what it will do is if that becomes open, it will send you a text message and an email to go book the reservation. So it's a way of kind of keeping your finger on the pulse of the reservation system without actually having to go once an hour for the entire time between now and your trip to Walt Disney World. So um, it actually helped me get into Cinderella's Royal Table, which I had before that had never gotten into. And uh, I highly recommend it. it. It definitely worked as advertised. I would definitely second that. So, you know, I think the easiest way to find it, Kevin's right, it's like really difficult to find on the Touring Plans website. It's kind of buried. So, you know, what you just want to do is you want to Google Touring Plans Dining Reservation Finder, and it will come up to the top of your list. And like Kevin said, I think we've said on previous episodes, you know, sometimes through brute force, you can get these dining reservations. Well, the Touring Plans Dining Reservation Finder will do the brute force for you. Now, what I found is, you know, they'll send you a text message as soon as they find it, but they also send a text message to anyone else who has that re- that restaurant on their list you know, say it's Cinderella's Royal Table, for example, and Kevin and I both want it for 7 p.m. on July 7th, we'll both get the text at the same time. And so, you know, it is a matter of logging in and kind of making that reservation as quickly as possible. And in fact, I saw a funny tweet today that was like that feeling when Touring Plans Reservation Finder sends you a text message, but you're in a meeting. So, you know, you're going to have to restart the search if you miss out. But if you kind of pay attention to your phone, eventually you'll get it. Yeah, that, that's, for, for my opinion, that's one of the best ways to make sure that you're getting, if the, if something's really important to you, that you can keep kind of doing that without having, like Joe said, to brute force it, which I've done in the past, basically check every single day for reservation. And that's actually how I got into Les Celliers, which is the steakhouse in Epcot. I just kept it checking every day, every day. And then a couple of days before we left, uh, a reservation became open. So that's how I got in there. So that's that was the second recommendation I was going to have for everybody is persistence. You know, don't give up if you don't get it right off the bat. Keep trying, keep trying, because sometimes people decide that what they had planned doesn't fit into their plan anymore and they cancel it. And I mean, I've just for the trip we have coming up at the end of uh, next month, I've probably booked and canceled like three different dining reservations already. So um, it it definitely happens. So uh, persistence is definitely one of the second recommendations I have. Awesome. So what is the third recommendation you have for making those dining tough to get dining reservations? 
So I would say the third one, it was kind of a tie between flexibility and, and, and the last one, but, but, um, but I'm going to go with the last one, which is it's, it has a, a odor of flexibility. Uh, in other words, like if, if you, if you're dead set on you want to eat dinner at Be Our Guest, and that's probably right now one of the toughest reservations to get. You, you can't get that, but lunch is available. Well, you're still going to get the experience of eating in that restaurant and the food's also very good at lunch. So if you make a deal with yourself that, you know, okay, well this time, you know, we're going to, we're going to eat lunch there, but you know, next time we we'll eat dinner and you could still get, you know, a great experience in the same restaurant, but not necessarily at the time that you had in mind. Those are great tips. So to recap Kevin's tips, number one, do your research beforehand. Number two, be persistent. And number three, be flexible. And, you know, I think those are all Great tips. Leslie, before we sign off, do you have any advanced dining reservation tips that you'd like to share with our listeners? Sure. I have a little bit of an addendum to the be persistent tip that Kevin gave us. Disney, as you guys probably know, charges a cancellation fee at 24 hours out. So a lot of people will hold on to their dining reservations until they get really close to that 24 hour window. You know, they're trying to make decisions and changing their plans last minute. So that's a really good window to check is right at about 24 hours out. You can sometimes get last minute. I mean, I don't think people are going to be canceling Cinderella's Royal table 24 hours out, but some of the like medium popularity restaurants can often free up at that point. And I am a last minute person. And so sometimes if I can snag a great dining reservation same day or, you know, a day before, Wonderful, but if not, I'll just go quick service. So having that flexibility, it has has worked out for me when we wanted to enjoy a few of the more popular restaurants. What about you, Joe? Do you have some extra insider tips from your experiences? I'd say I have two things related to dining reservations, though not exactly about making them. The first is, like you said, a lot of people cancel within 24 hours. Well, in my experience, there have been two or three occasions where I've had to actually cancel in less than 24 hours for no legit reasons like once my daughter was sick. Anyway, I found that if you call uh, 407-WDW-DINE, every time I've called, you know, for legit reasons, they have kind of not charged me the cancellation fee, even when I've been within 24 hours. I think it's like the, the closest I've been is like 16 or so. But yeah, usually if you call, um, that should be okay. So that can be helpful if you have extenuating circumstances. And the other thing I'd say is, just remember that Disney dining reservation times are not like regular dining reservation times. Don't expect to necessarily sit the moment that your uh, time is. You might have to wait 15, 20 minutes, depending on the restaurant. Any other additions, Kevin? No, all I would say is that uh, really it's a vacation, right? So don't get too upset if you don't get into the place you want to get into. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't, with the exception of maybe of Cinderella's Royal Table, because they're kind of real, really strict about that space. But the other ones that are on the resort... You could probably go in and at least look around, walk around, and not necessarily take a tour of the place, but you know you can you can see it. So it's not like you're going to miss out. And you know, there's always more fun to be had elsewhere on the resort. So I would say, you know, don't put too much stress on yourself to get the perfect reservation. But um, there, there's always other things to experience. Yeah, it's like Leslie always tells me. That's just your reason to go back, right, Leslie? That's right. More Disney trips are always a good thing. All right, last question, really quickly. We are all going to be at Walt Disney World within the next month. Do you have any place where you plan to eat during the next trip? Let's uh, start with you, Kevin. I've actually got two reservations booked. They're both places I've never eaten before. One is uh, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. I heard 
rave reviews about the fried chicken. I want to try it for myself. So it's actually the day I fly in, which is the Wednesday that we get there. I'm having lunch there. And then uh, after the uh, the preview uh, stuff goes on, I'm supposed to, I have reservations to eat at the Corals, Corals Sea. Is that it in Epcot? Coral Reef, Coral Reef, right? I think that's right. Yeah, Coral Reef. So that yeah, I'm gonna, I've never eaten there before. So I'm looking forward to that. What about you, Leslie? I only have one dining reservation at the moment. Like I said, last minute person who doesn't really do a ton of Disney dining, but that is for uh, Kate May, the character breakfast there with Minnie. I think that's a really underrated character meal, and it's always pretty easy to get a reservation there. So uh, we're staying at a hotel, one of the All Stars, which is pretty nearby in the grand scheme of things. So we thought we'd hop over there for breakfast one morning. Awesome. And I have no plans and I've made no dining reservations and it feels just, honestly, it feels very liberating not to have to worry about that. But I do plan to take my buddies uh, who are going to be there to Satuli Canteen, which is in Pandoran Animal Kingdom. You know, the food there, it's not like your typical theme park food. It's a little bit healthier. And honestly, I found it to be pretty tasty. Who knew that kale salad could be so good. Pretty much the only place in the world where I'll eat a kale salad willingly, but uh, it's pretty good there. So uh, you can get meat on top of kale. So that's where I'm going to go. All right. So uh, before we sign off, Kevin, where can people connect with you online? So you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play and also on player.fm. If you search Traveling Dad or if you search Don't Make Me Pull This Flying Elephant Over, you'll pick it up. If you're looking for us on Twitter, uh, the show's handle is at Vader Mufasa, all lowercase, all one word. Uh, my handle on Twitter is at Kevin Galuli, K-E-V-I-N-G-I-L-L-O-O-L-Y. And then we are on Facebook. It's www.facebook slash Vader Mufasa. Awesome. You can find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com or anywhere that you find podcasts. Connect with us at our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or on Twitter at WDW Deciphered. Connect with Leslie at Trips with Tykes all over social media, myself at Azure Joe Flies all over social media, and you can email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to go over. Kevin, thanks again so much for taking the time to talk to us and drop your knowledge today. We really appreciate you coming on. Oh, it was a pleasure. I hope uh, this isn't this. Is, I hope this is the first of many appearances because I, I really enjoy talking with you guys. It's been a blast, Leslie. I will see you next time. See you all soon.